This is Bethel Online. Welcome home. This is the next best thing to being at Bethel on Sundays. We are driven by making disciples of Jesus who make disciples. When you're online, interact with us on Facebook and Instagram. When you're in Barhead, Alberta, drop in Sundays to Friday. Our goal on this podcast is to ask questions, challenge certainty, and grow a relationship with Jesus so you can go the distance and bring others with you. Thank you for tuning in. I love history. I don't know about you, but I love history. Um, History's good. And yet, uh, as I tried to mention in the bulletin, um, God doesn't live in the past. Uh, God doesn't live in the past. Um, He's always doing new things. And um, he says the old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. So I trust that you've been experiencing the newness of God. Hey, do you remember doing something for the very first time? I've talked to people over the years. I've talked to people who said to me, Pastor, I'll remember, I remember the very first cigarette I ever smoked. I remember the first one. Some of them say it with kind of a regret because it started a whole process and they're still carrying on, hooked to it. Some say I did it once and I'm glad that I never did it again. But I do remember it. Some people talk to me about the first time they took a drink or the first time they took drugs and they say, I remember the high that I got. And again, they remember it so clearly because in some cases, it started a downward process for them in which they have not yet come out of. Do you remember maybe the first day on a job, the first time you started work, or do you remember the first day you got a paycheck? I mean, do you remember that? Do you remember the first time you actually went to church? Or maybe the first time you actually gave an offering in church? How odd it is. We remember those first things that we do. We remember those first times. Uh, They're significant. They're memorable. Sometimes either for good or sometimes for bad. But we remember those things. So when we read in the Bible about something that people began to do for the first time, it kind of stands out as fairly significant. It stands out as like just odd and different. We read in the Bible in Genesis chapter 4, Adam made love to his wife again. Notice this isn't the first time. This is multiple times he's done that. That's not what we're talking about. She gave birth to a son and named him Seth. God has granted me another child in the place of Abel since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son. He named him Enoch. Enoch. Here it is. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. It almost goes, we almost kind of like wash over it. We just kind of forget it. At that time, people began to call on the Lord. Doesn't it make you question and say, well, what did they do before then? What did they do before they called on God? Uh, what, what, like, like Adam and Eve, I mean, seriously, they had a, a very close relationship with God. They walked with God. They talked with God on a daily basis. Did they all of a sudden stop because God kicked them out of the garden? I mean, that would make sense, wouldn't it, to you? Um, But wouldn't they have told their kids something about this unique relationship with God that we have? We used to talk to God every day, but it doesn't say that. For some reason, they quit talking to God. They quit calling out to God. And now, for whatever reason, generations later... 
men, people, begin to call on the name of the Lord. Have you ever called out to God? What would you do if you could not call out to God? What would you do? Would life just go on? What would you do if you could not call out to God? It was the first time, but it certainly wasn't the last time. Since that time in Genesis chapter 4, people have been calling out to God over and over and over. Many times in times of distress, in times of desperation, times when, when they called out to God because they had no place else to go and they discovered a God who cares for them and a God who works on their behalf. It's amazing. We read the scriptures, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee and you shall glorify me. Call upon me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Call upon me, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them for all their troubles. Now there are different ways to call out to God. And in fact, in your sermon notes today, I've listed a whole side of the sermon notes that is just about various ways used in the Bible to call out to God. But we're not going to talk about that today. You can put your notes away. Today we're just going to talk about a couple examples of people who called out to God and how we can call out to God. Remember when the Apostle Peter in the Bible talks about him walking on the water? In the middle of a storm, he saw Jesus, and he said, Jesus, if that's you, ask, tell me to come to where you are. And Jesus said, come. And it says Peter stepped over the side of the boat, and he started to walk on water. He actually walked on water. You look at me like that's normal. You look at me like that's something we all do. Peter started to walk on water. He did what he couldn't do. It's amazing. And then in the midst of it, he started to look around at the wind and the waves and he started to sink. He started to sink. We can identify with that. Amen? Have you ever started to sink? And the Bible says that Peter called out to God, Jesus, help me! <laughs> and the Bible says that Jesus stretched out his hand and helped him. Helped him what? Helped him swim back to the boat? I don't know what you think, but I somehow get the impression that Jesus reached out his hand and helped him get back up on top of the water and walk back to the boat. Peter called. And Jesus answered. In the book of Luke, we read the story of a blind man who was begging. That's what he did every day of his life, beg. And one day he heard a commotion of people passing by. And he began to ask, what's going on? What's happening? And the people said, it's Jesus of Nazareth. He's passing by. And he had heard stories of what Jesus had done. So the Bible says that he began to call out with a loud voice, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And you know, the people that were with Jesus, uh, they tried to shut him up. 
They tried to say, shh, be quiet, can't do that. You, you, can't, you, you can't pray like that. You've got to be respectful. And the Bible says that just Bartimaeus called out all the louder. He just got louder and louder. Um, and Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith has saved you. You see, crying out to God is an act of desperation. Crying out to God is something we do when we have come to the end of our rope. We have no place else to turn. It's a, it's a, a sense of humility. It requires surrender, what we just sang about earlier. It's a feeling of helplessness. It's, it's got that sense of, God, if you don't help me, I don't know what's going to happen. I need you or else. Now, I think there are several reasons why people don't call out to God. I, if, if you want me to put it in simple terms, I think there are several reasons why we don't pray enough. Uh, I suppose uh, people don't call out to God for various reasons. We live in an age, I get tired of hearing, I really do get tired of hearing people talk about how there should be prayer in the public schools. That makes me sick, to be honest with you. There's no prayer in church. Church prayer meetings are like the lowest attended services of the whole church. In every church. I'm not talking about this church. Every church. Why are we worried about getting the public to pray when the church doesn't pray? Seriously. And in most of our homes, if we're honest, if it wasn't for eating, we wouldn't do much praying. Oh God, bless this meal. Really? If it wasn't for the fact that we were eating... We wouldn't pray much. I mean, thank goodness we have three meals a day. We have at least three times when we call out to God, oh God, bless this meal. Thank you. But if it wasn't for that, there's not much prayer. Why are we asking people in public schools to pray when we don't even pray in our own homes? Isn't that a concern to anybody? Should that not be a concern to the Christian church? We don't pray at home. And so why? Why is it that we don't pray? Let me give three reasons. Number one, we don't need God's help. We're strong enough and smart enough. We don't need God. We don't need God to help us with our families. We know everything there is to know about parenting. I don't need to pray about it. My kids are completely okay. My kids have no problems. I don't need to pray for them. Uh, I got no problems at work. Everything is just fine. And the church, oh, the church is perfect. We do not need to pray about our church. Now, I don't believe any of us would actually say that. But sometimes by our actions, I wonder if that's what we really feel. We don't need God's help. So therefore, we don't pray. We can do it on our own. We've got the smarts, we've got the talent, we've got the resources. I don't need God. Another reason I believe maybe that we don't call out to God enough is that we don't really believe that God cares for us. And we really don't believe that God's going to do anything about us praying and about the situations we pray about. In Luke chapter 8, 
we read the story of the disciples crossing the Sea of Galilee. These are experienced fishermen, experienced men who had been on the lake many times. As they're crossing the lake, a violent storm comes up so bad that they think they're going to drown. They think this is it. I've come to the end of life. You know, welcome me home, Jesus. Here I come. You know, they thought this was it. I'm done. We're, we're done. We're all going to die. And the Bible says that Jesus was sleeping in the front of the boat. He was sleeping. And it seems to me, as I watch and read the story, it seems to me like the disciples were doing everything they could to survive, and finally they came to the end of themselves. There's nothing more they can do. And finally they woke Jesus up, and their question was, Jesus, don't you care that we're going to drown? You see, that's the way I think many of us, why we don't pray as we should. We don't really believe God cares enough. We really don't believe God cares that we're drowning. We really don't believe God cares that we're going through difficult times. But of course he does. He does care. And um, there can be many, 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 many stories of God caring and God acting. Uh, as As I'm preparing, I'm thinking of Hezekiah. He was a king. And he was told he was going to die. You're going to die. This disease you got is fatal. It's terminal. You're going to die. And the Bible says that Hezekiah began to call out to God, desperately calling out to God. And before the prophet got out of the, out of the house, he was told by God to go back to Hezekiah and tell him you got 15 more years. I'll give you 15 more years. <laughs> Prayer works. I think of Jeroboam. Uh, one of the kings of Judah. And the Bible says that the enemy was surrounding the city and they were at the gates of the city. They were ready to sweep in and destroy every Jew going. Everyone would be destroyed and killed. They'd be slaves. It'd be an awful mess. And the Bible says Jeroboam called out to God. Oh, God have mercy. God have mercy. God save us. And the Bible says that God stepped in and the enemy saw something that nobody else could see and they left. And the people were saved. Now, I could tell you story after story after story of people in the Bible, but you know what? Some of you could tell me story after story of times when God heard you. When you called out to God and God heard you. And he answered prayer. Now, I know some of you will say, well, he didn't answer the prayer the way I wanted it to. Or he didn't answer the prayer when I wanted it to. But you can't tell me God didn't answer. God did answer. God did respond. In fact, you don't even know the ways that God has responded. You have not even seen all that God has done in the situation you've called out to. It may not be what you think, but God's at work. God's doing something. In most cases, much bigger than us and much beyond our understanding. So God does care. The third reason why maybe we don't call out to God enough is that we don't know how. We feel like we don't know how. Um, We're afraid we won't do it right. We're afraid we don't have the words to say. That somebody may stop us. I just mentioned Bartimaeus. Do you you recall the stupidity of that story? 
here's a blind man, desperate for God, calling out to Jesus for help, and his disciples tell him to be quiet. Don't bother Jesus. Be quiet. Sadly, there are people in church that feel like they don't know how to call out to God, and they're afraid that if they actually called out to God the way they wanted to, some of us would tell them that you're not doing it right. You don't have the right words. You're not doing it in the right order. That there's somehow it's got to be done in a different way. No one ever told Bartimaeus that you have to be quiet to call out to God. Nobody told them that. So he did what comes naturally. He calls out with a loud voice. He's got to get God's attention. Jesus, have mercy on me. Some of us are so convinced that the only way you can pray is just nice and quiet. And we really don't care whether it's actually working or not. We really don't care whether we're actually getting God's attention or not. Sadly, we make people feel like they have to have the right words, or we have to have the right methods, or the right ways, when really the only requirement for calling out to God is desperation. It's the only requirement. You don't have to have fancy words. You just got to be desperate. God, I'm sick of this way of life. God, I'm sick of being sick. God, I'm tired of being miserable and unhappy. I need your help. I'm empty. I want more. You don't have to have fancy words. You just got to be desperate. God, I need you. I need you. Uh, story in the Bible of a man, Jesus tells it, of two men who went to the temple to pray. And one man, the Bible says, all he said was, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said, that man, his prayer was heard. Not fancy, not long, just simple. God, be merciful. And the Bible says God heard him when he prayed. Sadly, many people will go through life missing out. I'm talking about Christians now. I'm not talking about non-Christians. Many Christians will go through life missing out on blessings that God has for them simply because they do not pray. Some of you may be missing out on what God has for you simply because you do not pray. Listen, this is a nice hymn, but get it out of your head that this is a nice hymn. Listen to the words. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Anybody in pain today? Physical, emotional, spiritual? Is it necessary or is it needless? Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. It's more than a nice song. It's a challenge to our hearts. This is a week of prayer. Times when you can come and call out to God. There's no special way. There's no fancy way. There's nothing required. The only thing that's necessary is some people who are desperate for God. Desperate for God to work in their families. Desperate for God to work in their finances. Desperate for God to work in their church. Desperate for God to work in their nation. Desperate to call out to God. God, we need you. 
We need you. We need your strength. We need your help. We need your wisdom. We need your guidance. So seriously, when was the last time you called out to God? I didn't say when was the last time you prayed. I said when was the last time you called out to God? We become so, we become so good. It's, it flows from our lips so easily to curse people, to talk bad about people, to use language that would never be accepted. When was the last time you called out to God? You said, God, I'm desperate for you. I, I cannot do this on my own. I cannot make it. Let me remind you, he does care for you. He will work on your behalf. You will not make it on your own. I'll just tell you that flat out. I don't care who you are. You're not going to make it on your own. Without him, you can do nothing. That's what the Bible says. You're not going to make it on your own. You need him. We are desperate for him. Your prayerlessness could destroy you. You don't need magic words. You just need a desperate heart. Um, for some of you, maybe this week will be the first time you've ever really called out to God. First times are good, because that can become your new normal. Maybe you've never done it before, but this time you're going to call out to God. You're going to say, I need God. And you're going to call out, you're going to set aside time this week to say, I need God. I need God to step in. It may be your first time, but it should be your new normal. And it can be your new normal. Maybe it's the first time in a long time. Oh, pastor, it's been a long time. You know, I was thinking this morning as I was getting ready for, for church, I was thinking, I've, heard, I've gone to camp many years, and I've heard stories of people tell me at camp about how it used to be, how they used to have prayer meetings that would go until midnight, and people would be calling out to God in prayer. And I asked myself, why is that not happening anymore? Why, why doesn't that happen anymore? Has God changed? This is a question for everybody. You can answer this one. Has God changed? So something else has changed, and it's not God. So why don't we call out to him anymore? Why is people, why are we so busy? We've got to get around to have the coffee on that we can't call out to God. God's not changed. He still answers prayer. I remember hearing stories, I've heard stories at camp, people being filled with the Holy Spirit, young people praying into the wee small hours of the morning, filling each one with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Has God changed? Has God changed? Something has. And it may be us. Maybe we feel we don't need God. Maybe we feel like he doesn't care. Or maybe we feel like we really don't know how anymore. I just want to encourage you. God has not changed. He still answers the cry of the person who's desperate to say, God, I need you. I need you. Uh, I have a short video for you to watch. Just take a look at this, and then we'll close with a song. Some of you need to call out to God today. You should not leave the doors of this church before calling out to God. You are faced with situations that you cannot fix. And this is the time. This is the place. Some of you are afraid to do it. Maybe you want to do it in your pew, that's fine. 
Some of you need to step out and just come and find a place to pray and call out to God. We're not asking prayer teams to come. This is just you and God. I need you. I'm desperate for you. You've got to do something. Because I don't know what else is going to happen. Some of you need to take time this week to call out to God. Make time. Make it your, your place. Listen, God doesn't have to change anything in 2019. God doesn't have to change anything. But we do. We do. So we're going to sing a song that uh, they let us in earlier. I, I love this song. When you walk into the room, everything changes. When you invite God into your life, everything changes. <laughs>